0: Guys. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the web of the Zeke Said So Show. This is the one on the show where we talk about all things movie news, video games, comics, television, and all things going on in the world of the geek community, geek world, whatever we wanna call it, the geek universe. Uh and we are talking about a lot of stuff. We got so much we got one, two, three, four, five main topics to talk about and then we got we got a few Q&A questions that are lined up for the today's show. Um but before I do any of that, want to get a couple of uh housekeeping uh stuff out of the way. Number 1, uh make sure you guys go check out all the stuff we got going on in the Zeke said so podcast. If you haven't subscribed, if you're new to the podcast and you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that. Subscribe to the podcast. Helps us out. Uh, It helps more people and also share and rate the podcast on whatever you are listening to this podcast on. Uh, If you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. If you're listening to us on iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, Listen to us on Amazon Music. uh, Go ahead and leave us a review there and on Spotify as well. Um, Go ahead and... uh, Check out the Zeke Said So website. Uh, check out the Zeke so Pictures YouTube channel. But that is what the commercial is for. That's what the commercial break is for. So let's not waste any time and let's get right into it. We are going to start with our first topic and that is my review. My official review of Lightyear. Uh, I got to see this movie last week. Uh, for the first time, and I got to see it again. Uh, as I'm recording this, I'm recording this Friday morning, so I got to see it last night um, for a second time with an act, with a with a real audience this time. Um, not that, not that the first screening wasn't a real audience, but I got to see it again with a with a some with an average movie going audience. And uh, uh, yeah, so Lightyear it's directed by Angus McLean who was the co-director of Finding Dory. And it stars Chris Evans, Taika Waititi, Kiki Palmer, Peter Sohn, uh, Dale uh, Sol- Solis, uh, and James Brolin. Um, Now, what did I think of Lightyear? Now, um, last I checked, Lightyear um, was... Let's see. Let's see what the Rotten Tomato score is for... Lightyear, it's at a, it's it's still overall a majority of it is pretty positive, a majority of the of the reviews are pretty positive overall. Um, it's got a seventy, uh, seventy nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience score is at an eighty eight percent. Um. So. Um. Uh, so what, what did I think of Lightyear? Now, a lot of people have a- asked me when I went and saw it, do I think it is a better movie than, um, do I think it's a better movie, um, than, in, than turning red, which was the other Pixar film that was released this year? Um, no, I, I, I personally, I, me personally, I don't think, um, light is, um, is better than turning red. I still think turning red is, is Pixar's best film that they've released this year. Um, but that, but I, I say that having loved Lightyear, I still really enjoyed this movie. Um, let me get some of my, let me get some, let me get my negatives out of the way before I talk about how much I love this movie. And I only really have one big glaring weakness. I don't think... And I gotta be careful when I talk about spoilers here. Um, Because the movie just opened up. And I know there are still people who haven't gone out to see it. And I don't want to be that guy that ruins the movie for people. I don't love the way... That the character of Zerg Is handled in this movie Um I don't I don't really like How they were How they handled the character Um and it's a shame because you know I grew up watching the um Uh the The Buzz Lightyear Uh animated cartoon Um Buzz Lightyear of Star Command Um and that zerg was awesome and i've always I've, i and i i guess a part of me wanted to see that version of zerg in this movie but even what we ended up getting uh i didn't feel like he was a threatening foe i didn't get that sense of him being a threatening villain you know and again it's hard for me to go into detail because i don't want to spoil the movie for people But what they do with Zerg, I just wasn't satisfied with. Maybe I'll do a spoilers reveal where I'll go more in-depth. But overall, I didn't really love the way Zerg was handled. Um, That being said, though. Oh my gosh, is this movie awesome. This movie is so fantastic. From the way it starts, uh, literally from there there's there's a opening text on the screen. And from those opening text to the fi- to the end credits, Lightyear, I think, is so much fun. It's entertaining. It has a lot of heart to the film there the first thirty minutes of this movie alone brought me to tears um and i I just i was i thought it was a fun roller coaster of a of a film um a lot of people were skeptical about uh Chris Evans taking on the role of Buzz Lightyear, but i honestly i'm not gonna lie. I thought Chris Evans did a very good job. Uh, with the character um, portraying the a movie version of the character, because you got to remember, Tim Allen was voicing a a a toy that's based on the movie, you know, and Chris Evans really for me kind of fit for what they were going for. They were this movie was. Made to be like an homage to the uh, sci-fi blockbuster films like Star Wars or um, even Star Trek. You know, there's a little bit of Star Trek. I, I even, I even said in my quick, in my, in my, in my little out of the theater reaction that I thought it had a Fifth Element vibe to it. Um, I thought there were, there were just little pieces, little pieces of of things that were taken from all different kinds of um all different kinds of sci-fi movies including you know uh, the Fifth Element, Star Trek and all that stuff um and I I want to talk about the character of Socks. Um, first of all, not only is he uh I think one of the cutest uh uh Pixar sidekicks ever. But I also think he is um, the f- one of the funniest. <laughs> um, he absolutely, when it comes to comedy, he absolutely steals the show. Um, there were so many moments for him where I thought he was hilarious. But then there were moments where I honestly, legitimately, like, he's not like... Um, the way i would compare socks is that he's like r2d2 but if r2d2 had a voice you know and i don't know i just every scene involving socks i was engaged with you know that we we see we see a uh uh we see this in the trailer but there's 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 when you're when you're introduced to him you you know what kind of character you're getting uh the minute he's introduced and his relationship with Buzz is fantastic um and i like the um the this the team that they assembled it almost feels like a um a i don't want to say guardians of the galaxy type of team but it almost feels like a uh, like a uh a it almost feels like a suicide squad type of team where it's just this eclectic band of weird characters um and buzz is just kind of trapped in like like i feel like buzz is like the rick flag to all these to these other three characters who are just these like weird eclectic group of characters um and i would include socks as part of that you know eclectic group of characters whereas you know Buzz is kind of like the typical action hero, you know? Um, And, yeah, like... um, The action is great. I want to talk about the animation, though. The animation is top effing notch in this movie. Um, From the way the humans look... Humans have honestly never looked better in a Pixar film. Um, The way Pixar has... You know because back when Pixar first started, um if you watch a lot of the um the if you listen to a lot of the audio commentaries, humans were a very difficult thing to to achieve in animation, but now it looks beautiful and and not even just the human animation, but like the the backgrounds the the designs of these planets, they feel like real worlds, even though they were all generated into a computer. And it just, you know, when you watch all of the Pixar films back-to-back, you really not only see the evolution of their storytelling, but you also see an evolution in their technology and what they're able to achieve. And it looks great. I love the look of the uh, the, the Space Ranger outfits this time around. Um, I know a lot of people had their hesitations about them, but I like them. I think they're pretty cool. Um Uh, and I'm not gonna, and, and again, no, no spoilers, but there's a scene where they are testing, like, this version of hyperspeed, and it is so incredible what they, what they're able to achieve, and it's just one of the most beautiful moments in all of animation, um, and, uh, yeah, I, I. And look, if, if the character of Zerg had been done just a little bit better, I would probably say, um, that I would probably say that this is top 10 Pixar for me because of the, 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 that complaint with Zerg. And I will say, I, I will say, I just thought of another thing that kind of, that kind of bothered me a little bit when i say that socks had the best humor in the movie that's because a lot of the other characters when they whenever they would attempt to do humor with any of the other characters i never found it funny like taiko atiti voices a character in this film that i just didn't find that funny um don't get me wrong, Tycho Watiti is really entertain his character is very entertaining. I just never found his character to be funny, whereas socks, I feel like every moment with socks either made me laugh or made or made me have some kind of a of a positive reaction. whereas with the other characters whenever their attempt at humor would come along, I just would kind of sit there and go, eh, okay, yeah, okay, you know um but yeah, no, I I love this movie. I think it's fantastic. Um uh the animation's beautiful. Um other than those two complaints, um this is really really great and uh yeah, I if if Pixar wanted to do a sequel to this, I would be okay to watch it because uh um I mean, hey, I mean if they wanted to to do a, uh, an actual big budget version of the original Buzz Lightyear movie. You know what? Screw it. I, I got to bring up that, that Buzz Lightyear of Star Command animated cartoon. Or that anime, that original animated movie. Because that, I swear, is one of the best. Was one of my favorite cartoons as a kid. Um, let me see. See let me see if there's like a uh a trailer or something. Um let's see if there's a trailer or something. Is it? Hey everybody! Oh yeah, yeah yeah. So this was just so yeah and i I have forgotten it opens up with like a uh an intro of the toys actually getting together to watch uh the movie, but it's so oh. ...for the thrill of adventure. I'll bet that one scratched the paint. But this is no ordinary hero. Okay, it's so obvious. It's Buzz Lightyear. My I can't fail the spell bad <laughs> Pixar presents. I really hope that they end up making that canon. I really hope that movie is canon. Because, like, I would love to see... The, I would love to see a sequel. Just have that be, like, the, the story that takes place in between... Um lightyear and uh the the, the thir- and the the sequel cuz oh my gosh I want to I want to see that be canon I really do <laughs> so um okay uh now that we have um uh talked about lightyear um a lot of people keep asking me to give a score I don't give scores to movies anymore I kind of got sick of doing scores to movies um so now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about uh let's let's talk about Colin Trevorrow. Uh Colin Trevorrow was doing some press for Jurassic World Dominion. Um And can I just say first of all before I get into this, I love Colin Trevorrow. I really do. I know not everything he works on is great. I love him just as a as a filmmaker cuz he really does like understand That, um, not everything he works on is going to be great. And he always is aware whenever he makes a mistake. And I was watching this interview with him and he's like, you know, yeah, you know, we, we, we really tried and, you know, I, I learn a lot from every movie that I make, you know, and I was just like, man, that's, that's a guy I can respect. But he was talk, but uh, in a um, in an interview he did, he uh was asked about his, about his Star Wars script, uh, Duel of the Fates, and they and they asked him about um what his thoughts were on the fan response to the to the script, and this is what he had to say. He said, honestly, if any director tells you, uh, quote, honestly, if any director tells you that they don't care what the audience thinks or even people who watch movies and write about them or even people who watch movies and write about them for a living, then I'm not sure if they're being fully honest with themselves. I do make movies for audiences, but I also make them for people who think about film all the time and watch movies the way I do. Anytime you do something that's received well, it's going to encourage you and hopefully assure that assure you that only was there a reason why you started doing this in the first place, but your imposter syndrome is only partially real and you're, and you're not a complete fraud. And I think we all have those moments. Uh, And those come from the words of Colin Trevorrow. And, you know, I, you guys know, I was not a fan of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom And I'll be honest Jurassic World Dominion I don't think is I thought Jurassic World Dominion was fine I didn't hate it But I also didn't like it Um, I thought it could have been easily a lot better Than it ended up being But I will say, when I heard about his Duel of the Fates script and I read that script and I heard the breakdown of the script, um, I wanted to see that movie. Like I wanted to go to the theater and buy a ticket to see Star Wars Duel of the Fates because I felt like... With Star Wars, Colin Trevorrow was able to end it in such a way where I personally felt like it was satisfying, and it tied back in to the entire trilogy, not to the entire saga, not just the sequel trilogy, but it tied back into the you know because there's a there's a moment in Duel of the Fates where where Je- where uh, Hux kills himself with with Mace Windu's uh, purple lightsaber, you know. And there's another moment where Ray and Kylo Ren are fighting on the pl- on the planet Mortis and and, and uh Kylo like hits Ray with a with his lightsaber and she goes blind. Um you know, I think Colin Trevorrow wrote and was trying to make the I would say the darkest Star Wars film since Empire Strikes Back. Like, because really we we haven't really had a Star Wars film that was as dark as you could you could argue Revenge of the Sith comes very close. Revenge of the Sith comes very, very close, but it's not as dark and as and as and as um mature as Empire is. You know, Revenge of the Sith comes close, yes, but it still does have fun moments like you know. So uncivilized. Or, you know, this is where the fun begins. You know, you still have those moments. Even though it it does get dark. And, you know, the Order 66 scene is one of the scariest moments in all of Star Wars. And there's a reason why they keep going back to Order 66. Because it is a very terrifying moment. But... But we we still hadn't gotten a Star Wars movie that was as dark as Empire. And I feel like Colin Trevorrow was trying to give us that while also trying to end the trilogy in a way that felt satisfying, you know. And I loved what he was going for. And to hear him kind of reflect on it and say that, um, you know, he, he kind of admits it. Look, if a director tells you, I don't care what an, what audience thinks, no what audiences or critics think i you know he's admitting that I do care about that stuff, you know, and when you have a director who is who actually cares what an audience thinks about his film and what and the fact that he was very honored by the response to his Star Wars script, it also shows you. The type of person he is when it comes to Jurassic World, the fact that he's aware that, you know, not everyone is going to be satisfied with this conclusion. And he said that in one of the interviews that I watched um, with him, um, he had talked about how not everyone was going to be satisfied with this ending, but he just he he tried to tell the best story that he can, you know. And for me, I feel like that's all a filmmaker can do is just tell the best story that you can. You're not going to get you're not going to please everybody, you know. And I think Colin Javarro knows that. And I love to, to hear. I love hearing that he was honored by the response of his Star Wars script, that it was not a, you know, Ryan Johnson situation where everyone read that script and went, what the F are you doing with Star Wars? And who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe the final product would have turned out like complete crap, but again, we'll never know. We will never know because we, Kathleen Kennedy, wanted to play it safe. So, anyway, okay. Uh, the next topic: uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home is getting an extended cut, and it's coming to theaters. Uh the extended cut is being called Spider-Man No Way Home The More Fun Stuff version. Uh this extended cut will be released in the US and Canada on September 2nd, 2022. Uh tickets will go on sale August 9th and it will feature more scenes with the three Spideys. Um now obviously I'm very excited about this. Uh you guys know I love um I loved Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, I think I've watched it so many times since owning it on Blu-ray. I went to see it 22 times in the theater or 23. It might have been 22 times, but uh, 22 times in the theater. And I love the movie. I think it is the best live action Spider-Man film um, and I think it's the second best Spider-Man film overall, right behind Spider-Man uh into the Spider-Verse. Um, in fact, I still have my popcorn bucket from when I went to go see Spider-Man No Way Home uh that we that opening weekend. And um I look, I mean, there's no getting around it. This movie is phenomenal. It is just it's great and I'm excited to see that there's an extended version coming out. I really do hope because I have Movies Anywhere. Okay, I have a Movies Anywhere account um basically where I where I take the dig, where I you know, it's basically my digital movie library. And just recently um when I opened up cuz I felt like watching The Force Awakens again. I felt like watching Star Wars The Force Awakens one day. And when I scrolled all the way down to watch like the behind-the-scenes featurettes, I scrolled all the way down and found the audio commentary, which had never been on the digital version before until fairly recently they added the, the audio commentary with uh, with J.J. Abrams. Um, and I think that's great because I love listening to director commentaries. I really hope that they decide to add the extended cut to the No Way Home release. To the original No Way Home release. Because I'll tell you what. If they add the extended cut on this No Way Home release, I will go and watch that, that extended cut every day. Well, I will say. That is depending on if I like it. Um, Who knows? I might watch this Ultimate Cut I might watch the ultimate cut and think, man, that that's not as good as that's not as good as the, eh, that's eh, it's not as good as the original theatrical cut. And and look, most likely, for all we know, most likely, it's not going to be. For all we know, this extended cut could be could be. You we might watch this and go, oh, well, thank God they 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 thank God that isn't the final version of the film. We might watch it and think that. But it's just it's gonna be fun for people who are diehard Spider-Man fans to go back and see this movie again and see a much more longer version of it. Because guess what? Not only is Spider-Man No Way Home being re-released in September but avatar is also being released re-released in september and i wonder if the original avatar is going to want to do that same thing if avatar is going to want to say hey instead of releasing the theatrical version in theaters why don't we release the director's cut in theaters you know we we will never know so um we we just don't know but that would be pretty exciting but overall I am excited for this. I can't wait. And uh, you bet your effing ass I will be in that theater when this uh, when this extended cut comes to theaters. Okay, let's move on to the next topic. And the next topic we have here is Knives Out 2 has officially uh, received its title. And the official title for Knives Out 2 is called Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Now, I will say, I think the title is pretty interesting, Glass Onion. I'm not a huge fan of the A Knives Out mystery. I would much rather have them just said, Glass Onion, A Benoit Blanc Mystery. Um, But, you know, the title is a title. It's not going to make the movie any good. It's not going to make the movie any worse, you know. And I can't wait for this movie, man. I'm so excited. I love that first movie so much. And the cast for this movie sounds so promising. First of all, Daniel Craig is returning as Benoit Blanc. But listen to this all-star cast we have here. Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Katherine Han, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, Madeline Klein, Kate Hudson, and Dave Batista. And a fantastic cast. And I hope we get a trailer. I was hoping we would get a trailer. Before I recorded the Zeke Senso show. So I can do a full trailer breakdown. We didn't unfortunately. But I I really hope. Now that we have a title. I really hope we get a trailer pretty soon. Because I will. I will watch that trailer on on day one. And I will watch it again and again and again and again. This will be like my new Spider-Man No Way Home. Where I'll just keep watching the trailer again and again and again until it comes out. And yeah. Um, You know. And I will say this is now. Now that Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is not coming out this year. This is my most anticipated film of 2022. This movie right here is my most anticipated film for the rest of the year. Um, I can't wait. And I'm so excited. I can't. I'm so excited. Um, okay. And our final topic we're going to talk about is this. Uh, Avatar Studios was announced uh, about a year ago, and we had heard that they were going to be developing not just new television shows, but that they were going to be developing movies, animated films. Well, at a recent convention, they the... Uh, m- Brian Konietzko and Michael Dante DiMartino had announced, um, or no, uh, the president of animation and development for Paramount and Nickelodeon um came out, came out and announced that there are three films being developed by Avatar Studios. Uh Lauren Montgomery, who worked on episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender, will direct the first installment uh with Brian Konietzko and Michael. Uh, Michael DiMartino or Michael Dante DiMartino uh, will produce the film. And uh, this is what uh, this is what the this is what the president of animation development for Paramount and Nickelodeon had to say about it. Uh, He said, quote, as as original creators, Mike and Brian expand the Avatar universe with us. We're keeping it all in the family with Lauren, bringing the same kind of expert, beautiful work she did on the original series to her new directing duties on the forthcoming theatrical. And that, of course, comes from uh, Ramsey. Oh, uh, I mispronounced that name. I'm so sorry. But what do I think of this? I love it. Love it. I would my. A lot of people ask me what I think it's going to be now. For those of you who want who listen to Avatar: The After Show and you don't want any and because I know I have viewers who had never seen the original show and who are watching it for the first time now that I'm doing Avatar: The After Show. So if you have not seen the original show, tune out for just a minute. I really hope this is going to be an adaptation of the search. I really, really hope so. I would love it to be uh, an adaptation of the search, uh, the search comic series, um, because that comic series, that comic is fantastic. Um, and if it's not that, then I hope it is also it. I I I want it to be one or two things. Either one, an adaptation of the search, that would be fantastic, or number two have it be a trilogy about the next avatar after Korra. Because there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with the next avatar after Korra. Um, make a, make basically your animated version of Lord of the ring, three big movies that, that tell one big giant story. Um, I think would be pretty, pretty cool, but I am excited. I've been excited about this ever since, uh, it was announced that, uh, Mike and Brian were going to not do the the Netflix series. Um, I was, I had said that they should create a new, a new story in the Avatar universe and expand it now that Netflix has basically booted them off their live action series. Um, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of Legend of Korra, but I think this is going to be their opportunity to kind of, um, to get redemption. Because they were executive producers on the uh, last Airbender movie with M Night Shyamalan, and they were, and they also, I thought, told a very disappointing story with with Legend of Korra. I think these mov- this movie that this first installment is going to be their chance to kind of redeem themselves in a way, especially since they're bringing back. Uh, Lauren Montgomery who directed episodes of the, of the original series and I think that will be pretty cool. Now I'm curious as to what episodes um uh Lauren uh 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 Lauren Montgomery had uh, had had did so I'm going to look her up I'm going to look her uh filmography up and see uh what episodes of of Avatar, she did. Um us see. Uh, oh, she didn't direct. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's weird. She didn't direct any episodes of Avatar. Oh, but she did. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, I see. I see something here. That sounds... Pro- she directed um, uh, the animated film uh, Superman Doomsday. That's pretty promising. I like that movie. I really like that movie. That movie's pretty good. Um. Uh, let me see. Uh, I'm going to try and see what I can find here as far as uh, Avatar is concerned. Oh okay she so she was a super a supervising producer on Legend of Cora. Uh I can't seem to find any uh Work she did on Avatar The Last Airbender, though. Hmm. I can't seem to find anything she did on... uh, I can't seem to find anything that she did on on Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so according to Avatar wikis, now, take this with a grain of salt. Take this with a huge grain of salt. She was a storyboard artist on the um final season of avatar she was a storyboard artist on the puppet master uh the day of black sun the boiling rock uh and the the finale of avatar the last airbender so okay um so this so this is going to kind of be her first so it sounds like she has um uh taken steps to get closer and she has directed some stuff before she's directed animation. She has a background in doing cool animated stuff. I have hope for this. I'm very, I, I choose to be optimistic about this, about this choice um, to direct the film, but, al- but also to, uh, to tell the story of this uh, new avatar trilogy. Okay, guys, with all that down and out of the way, Uh, We are going to get into your Q and A questions, but before we do that, uh, let's take a moment and let's hear. uh, Let's take the quick Zeke Said So commercial break. Uh, So sit back, relax. The Zeke Said So show will be right back. Hey there, guys. So if you are looking for more content besides the Zeke Said So podcast. Don't worry. That's where the Zeke Said So Pictures YouTube channel comes in. Now, Zeke Said So uh, Pictures, the Zeke Said So Pictures YouTube channel uh, has been around for a very long time and has some great videos on there. You can go and watch some of our older stuff. But we are also planning on starting to upload all the short films, including the Passion for Film, uh, dropping uh, this, uh, dropping uh, this upcoming. Holiday season. You have all this other great stuff like War for the Geeks and End of the Line. You can go back and watch those uh, two shorts. Uh, There's some trailer reactions, some behind the scenes stuff, and there are so many more videos coming to. The channel, you can see some of my reactions to trailers and some of my reactions to movies, like my Multiverse of Madness out of the theater reaction, and also I do some editorial stuff, like my thoughts on the Batman or or my how Logan changed my life and all sorts of other really great stuff, including channel updates and many, many, many more. If you want to check all this stuff out on this, you can go to Zeke Said So Pictures' YouTube channel And definitely go and check all that out and subscribe to the YouTube channel and share it with all of your friends. If they love movies, they should come and check out the Zeke Said So Pictures YouTube channel. So once again, that is YouTube.com slash Zeke Said So Pictures. Once again, that is YouTube.com slash Zeke Said So Pictures. Okay, guys, we are back with the Zeke Setso Show. Make sure you guys go and check out the Zeke Setso Pictures YouTube channel. Uh, that's where you're going to get a lot of cool content, including out-of-the-theater reactions. So, okay, let's go ahead and let's get into your guys' Q&A questions. Uh, and uh, the first one we have here is, which Pixar movie do you like more, Turning Red or Lightyear? I think I already answered that at the beginning of the show. Um, Turning Red easily uh, is a better movie. Uh Jurassic World Dominion made $143 million on opening weekend. Well, it actually turned out to be $145, but uh, do you think it will have legs and make $1 billion? <sighs> I don't know, just because I, I, I think it's going to have a big drop on its second weekend. Um, because this weekend, Lightyear opens up. And I think that's gonna really hurt its chances of making a billion dollars uh, at the box office, just because again, Lightyear is coming out this weekend, and that's gonna be that's gonna draw a lot of families out. So, uh, okay, uh, do you think we could get more movies in the Jurassic Park franchise? I don't think I want another Jurassic Park movie. I think I think the Jurassic Park films need to just stop. I would love to see a TV series though. I I I was I remember I was talking with Robert about this. Um, you know, you guys you guys of course know Robert. Um, I was talking to him about this and I think it would be cool to have like a a nature documentary series that takes place within the Jurassic Park universe. You know, you have somebody, you know, maybe get like um and a, a document, uh, documentarian like a host on a show that takes you through the world and you see all the dinosaurs that are roaming the earth. You know, that would be that would be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. I I would I would watch it. Uh, drop it on, Par- on Peacock and not on Netflix. <laughs> Camp <coughs> Cretaceous, uh, Camp Cretaceous. Um, anyway, okay. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, do you think we could get a third Happy Death Day movie? Well, apparently, apparently they're they're talking about it. Um, you know, I'll I'll say this: I really enjoyed the first Happy Death Day. I wasn't that big on Happy Death Day two, but I love that first one, and I'd be okay with seeing another one. I'd be okay with seeing a third one. Um. Did you see the Optimus Primal design uh, ha- that has leaked online for the next Transformers? Uh, yeah. Uh, I did see it, and, um, yeah, I think it looks cool. I think it looks cool. Um, I I really want to see a trailer, um, so hopefully we can get that pretty soon. Uh, okay. Uh, thoughts on Lady Gaga being in talks to play Harley Quinn in Joker 2? Also, thoughts on the film being a musical? Um. I think it sounds pretty cool. Um, I like the idea of it being uh, uh, like a psychedelic type of musical. Um, that sounds very interesting to me. Um, yeah, I'm all down for it, man. I mean, Lady Gaga, I'll say this. Lady Gaga has really become a great. Uh, a, I don't think she's like like or Streep level good. But she's be, uh, she has gotten better with each film I've seen her in. You know, I loved her in A Star is Born, and I thought she was the best part. Her and Adam Driver, I thought, were the two best parts of that really stupid um, House of Gucci movie. Um, I thought her and Adam Driver were the two best parts of that movie. So, um, okay. Uh, next question. Uh, thoughts on the teaser trailer for Blonde? Um, I loved it. I lo- You know what? Screw it! Let's take time and watch it, cause I thought that trailer was just horrifying. Uh, uh, let me see. Look for the trailer here. Like every time I like I've I've gone back to watch it a couple times. And every time I went back and watched it, it just creeped me out so much. So let's watch this trailer. Please come. Don't depend on me. She's coming. And it looks like it's gonna be a black and white film, almost um in the vein of uh mank. Well, there's some color right there. She's coming. She's almost here. I don't know why. It just gives me the it gives me the creeps just watching that trailer. The fact that it starts off with her like obviously in tears and and in some sort of 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 emotional pain, and then she just transitions to putting on that smile that we've all seen and uh, that we've all seen from um, uh, from from Marilyn Monroe, um, in all the pictures and all the films that that were seen and and that were seen. yeah, I, I'm very interested to see how this movie plays out. Because, um, you know, we all heard that Andrew Dominic kind of came out and said that it is a movie that's going to offend people. Um, it's not going to be an easy movie to watch. Uh, obviously, it's NC-17, so it's definitely not going to be the easiest movie to sit through. Um, I am very very interested in this especially coming off of the um the Elvis I just saw Elvis and I I'll, I'll do a review of Elvis but when I can actually talk about it more um <laughs> I just hope that this movie actually gives us a bit of that real story of Marilyn Monroe and doesn't try to and, again, by the fact that it's NC-17, I don't think it will hide a lot of stuff. Um, because, like, <laughs> you know, with movies like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, they a lot of these biopics tend to hide a lot of the real story. And I feel like the best ones are the ones that don't. Even um, a movie like Straight Outta Compton... I feel like does hide uh a lot of a lot of stuff you know um, but you know I think I feel like like as much as I didn't like Rocket Man, one of the things I did appreciate about Rocket Man was the fact that it wasn't shy at all like it did not treat Elton John like he was the perfect saint, like he there were a lot of things that they portrayed in that movie that made him, that revealed a lot of his flaws as a human being. Um and I hope that they ta- that they acknowledge it. Yes, acknowledge the fact that she was super talented and that yes, she was the victim of a lot of abuse in Hollywood but also acknowledge I I for one, honestly, was be interested if they touch on her drug addiction, on her drug and alcohol abuse that, that happened towards the latter half of her life. Um, and I will say, I was not too thrilled when they got Anna de Armas to play the, ca- I mean, I thought she, I, Anna de Armas is a phenomenal actress, but I was more afraid of, was she going to be able to hide her accent? Cause she does have a very strong Accent. This trailer just changed my mind. I'm I'm now all in on Anna De Armas as Marilyn Monroe. So I can't I can't wait, man. I'm so I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, and uh, yeah, I will be very uh, curious to see how this plays out. Very curious to see how this plays out. All right, and the final question is: We with both a Star Wars series Obi Wan and a Marvel series. Miss Marvel on Disney Plus at the same time which do you believe is better Well I can't really make I don't know if I can make that comparison because because I've had 5 episodes with Obi-Wan and only t- I mean I have I still haven't even watched this week's episode of Miss Marvel um I'm going to watch it don't worry because I do have to talk about it on this week's Web Swingers podcast. But even, give give me a give me a week. Let me let me watch the ending of Obi-Wan and then let me watch um the second episode of Miss the second and third episode of Miss Marvel for me to really get that feeling. Because right now, I, I can't really make that judgment. I can't really make that judgment yet. So, um, all right, guys. That will do it for this week's episode of the ZigSenseo Show. Uh, like I said in the beginning, guys, um, make sure you guys go check out all the great stuff we got going on on the ZigSenseo Podcast. Subscribe uh, subscribe to the ZigSenseo Pictures YouTube channel. Um... And that will do it for me, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you guys like this podcast, please make sure you share it and subscribe. I think I should subscribe to the podcast because Zeke the Geek said so. And I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.